Good afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next few chapters of Well Done Secret 7. We are on chapter 13 already. I knew we were going to get through this book very quickly um, because the, the chapters are so short. <laughs> uh, right, so chapter 13 is called A Nasty Shock. So don't forget they were going to have to tell mummy and daddy. So daddy was in for tea. Peter broke the news to him while he was spreading slices of bread and butter with honey. Daddy, the secret seven are in the middle of something again. Their mother and father both looked up at once. You and your secret seven. What's up this time, said Daddy. Nothing serious, I hope. Well, we don't know, said Peter. But as two of the people in it are supposed to be really bad, and I think they are then it might be serious. But although we know quite a lot, it's all so silly and muddled and difficult that we can't make head or tail of it. So we thought we'd better tell you. Fire ahead, said Daddy. I can hardly wait to hear. You're not to laugh, Daddy, said Janet. The Secret Seven is a proper society. And, you know, it's really done already quite a lot of things. <clears throat> I'm not really laughing, said Daddy, nor is Mummy. Tell us all about it. So, Peter and Janet told the tale of their treehouse, and Jeff and the kitten, and his wicked uncle, and Mr. Tizer, and all the curious collection of things that Jeff had remembered. While he was telling it, Daddy ate his tea all the time. He listened, asking a few questions now and again. Mummy listened too, exclaiming once or twice that she thought the treehouse sounded very dangerous. At last the tale came to an end. Well, it certainly wants looking into, said Daddy, but if you want my opinion, I think that boy Jeff has made most of it up. He's feeling miserable because his mother had gone into hospital. He doesn't like his uncle and aunt. He got into trouble with them and ran away. You were kind to him. And so he's made up a nice little tale. Oh no, Daddy, said Janet at once. He didn't make it up. He really didn't. And the kitten was hurt. Somebody had kicked it. Well, look here. Go and fetch that boy, Jeff, and bring him here to me, said Daddy. If there's anything in his story, I'll soon find out. And if there is any funny business going on, we'll find that out too. He can tell us the address of his uncle, and the police can go and see if there's anything in his tale. Well, he doesn't want the police to be told, said Peter. Of course he doesn't, if he's made up the tale, said Daddy. Now, you go and fetch him. Tell him I shan't bite his head off. As for all the things he says he remembers hearing when he was half asleep, well, I think he dreamt them. Don't look so upset, both of you. When you get a bit older, you'll learn not to believe all the tales people tell you. But, 
Daddy, he was speaking the truth. I'm sure he was, said Janet, almost in tears. Right, then we'll certainly do something to help him, said Daddy. Go and get him now. I'll finish a job I'm on and be ready as soon as you get back. Peter and Janet set off rather gloomily to the treehouse. It was very, very damping to have both Mummy and Daddy so certain that Jeff was a fraud. They didn't think he was. Well, now Jeff would have to go with them and tell Daddy everything. He would probably be so scared that he wouldn't say a word. I hope Jeff will come back with us, said Peter, suddenly thinking that it might be very, very difficult to get him to climb down the tree if he didn't want to. They said no more till they got to the tree. Peter called up, Jeff, come on down, we've got something to tell you. Nobody answered. Peter called again, Jeff, it's me, Peter, come on down. There's nobody here but me and Janet. It's important. There was no reply. But, oh, wait. Yes, there was. A tiny little meow sounded from up above. The kitten. The kitten's there, said Peter, so Jeff must be there too. Oh, I wonder if he's all right. I'll go up and see. Up he went. He climbed up onto the platform, which was still strewn with cushions. The kitten ran to him, meowing. There wasn't a sign of Jeff. Peter called again and peered upwards, thinking the boy might have climbed higher. No, he wasn't there either. Then he caught sight of a piece of paper stuck into a crevice of the tree trunk. Peter took it and read it. They found me, said the note. They say they'll come up and throw the kitten down the tree if I don't climb down to them. They would too. Take care of the kitten and thanks for everything. Jeff. Peter slithered down the tree so quickly that he grazed his hands and knees. He held out the paper to Janet. Look at that, they found him. They must have come back again, guessing he might be up here, with Scamper barking around like that. Oh, poor Jeff. Janet looked upset and alarmed. Oh, dear. Now what are we to do? We don't even know where Jeff lives. We can't find out anything or help him. Oh, look, that poor little kitten is coming down the tree all by itself. Peter lifted it down, it meowed. We'll look after you all right, he said. Where's your master gone to? That's what we'd like to know. Chapter 14. George gets an idea. Peter and Janet went home. The kitten cuddled against Peter. Daddy was waiting for them. Well, where's the boy Jeff, he said. He's gone, said Peter, and showed his father the note. Well, you won't hear of him again, said Daddy. I tell you, it was just a made-up tale. Forget it. Ask your mother if you can keep the kitten, though we don't really want another cat. I don't think much of the boy deserting the kitten like that. He didn't, Daddy, said Janet, trying not to cry. He had to leave it. Those men were cruel. Daddy went away to his work. 
Peter and Janet looked at one another. Their father was so often right about things. Perhaps he was right about this too. Perhaps Jeff had been a fraud and made up a tale to tell them. Oh, what are we going to do? asked Janet, wiping her eyes. Peter considered. Well, we'll have to give it up, he said. We can't very well go against what Daddy says. And we know we can't do anything ourselves because we don't understand what any of the things Jeff remembered can possibly mean. And now Jeff is gone and we don't know where. We can't even get him to tell us his tale to anyone. We'll have to call a meeting and tell the others, said Janet gloomily. They won't like it. It sounded so exciting at first, and now it's just a silly make-up. And I liked Jeff too. So did I, said Peter. Let's write notes and slip them into the letterboxes to tell the others there'll be a meeting tomorrow. Down in the shed, I think, for a change. The, ne the notes were written and delivered. At ten o'clock the next morning, the seven collected together in the shed. The password adventure seemed... Most disappointing to Janet and Peter, now that there was no adventure. I've got gloomy news, said Peter. We told Daddy everything and he didn't believe it. He told us to fetch Jeff and promised to listen to his story. But Jeff was gone. Everyone was startled. Gone, said Jack. Gone where? Peter produced the note and everyone read it solemnly. We've got the kitten, said Peter, and that's all that's left of Jeff and his peculiar tale. So we can't go on with anything, said George in dismay. I was just getting all worked up about it, thinking we were in for another excitement. I know, but we were wrong, said Peter. This affair is closed. We can't go any further or find out anything more. It's our first failure. It was a very gloomy meeting indeed. Everyone felt very flat. They wondered where Jeff was. Had he really cheated them and told them a made-up tale? It was very difficult to believe that. We saw Mr. Tizer and Jeff's uncle, you know, said Colin suddenly. They couldn't have been made up. Well, we've only got Jeff's word for it that they were his uncle and Mr. Tizer, Peter reminded him. He certainly said they were, but for all we know, they might have been two woodcutters or even poachers. They looked pretty nasty anyway. There was a silence. All right, said George at last. It's finished. We don't do anything more. Are we going to the treehouse today? I don't feel like it somehow this morning, said Janet. Does anyone? I feel disappointed and rather cross. Everyone laughed. Janet was hardly ever cross. Colin patted her on the back. Cheer up. We'll soon get over it. And anyway, finished or not, I'm still going to keep my eyes open. Who knows, I might meet Emma Lane walking down the street carrying a red pillow embroidered with the letters MKX. That made everyone roar with laughter. They said goodbye and went off feeling more cheerful. What's the date? said George to Colin as they went down the lane together. 
Wednesday the 24th, isn't it? Well, it's tomorrow that things were supposed to happen, according to Jeff. Oh, he probably made up the date, said Colin. What are we going to do this morning? We've plenty of time left. Let's go down to the canal, said George. We meet, might see some barges going along. I like the canal. It's so long and straight and quiet. I like it too, said Colin. I'll go and get my boat. You get yours too. Meet me in that road that goes under the railway bridge down by the canal. What road? asked George. But Colin had already gone. George raised his voice. Colin, what road do you mean? I don't want to miss you. You know the road, idiot, yelled back Colin. It's Ember Lane. Colin was so far away by this time that it was difficult to catch what he said. It sounded like Emma Lane. George stood rooted to the spot. Ember Lane. Emma Lane. Jeff might have misheard what his uncle had said. It was probably Ember Lane, he meant, not Emma Lane. They sounded so much the same. Ember Lane. Oh, it might be. It might be that, said George to himself in excitement. We'll have a really good look around Ember Lane. Just in case. Ooh, wow. OK, so Ember Lane may well have been mistaken for Emma Lane. But what about the other things? The MKX and the Red Pillow. Although I'm getting a little bit of an idea about the Red Pillow. So... Let's wait and see. <laughs> anyway, I will tell you tomorrow when they go to Ember Lane what happens next in the next couple of chapters. So join me tomorrow because it's getting a little bit more exciting again. Anyway, um, make sure that you have a good day. Make sure that you um, take care and stay safe. And make sure you join me for tomorrow to find out what happens next. Bye for now.